alone. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance What up, what up, Real Coach JB here, man, another Slapdick Podcast on this fine Friday, um... October 16th, 2020. We're here about 10, 20 a.m. on the West Coast. Um, our, pick our pick em quick segment with Brandon Lang uh, won't occur today. Uh, Brandon had to uh, handle some business. He'll be back next week. I did get a couple of his can't-miss picks for college and the NFL. I'll share those with you guys because uh, this Friday we do talk about betting. Uh, NFL and college football games. Obviously, NBA is over. Lakers are the champs. 17th time, as we all expected. So, quote of the day, man. The highest form of ignorance is when you reject something you don't know anything about. Um, that's just the truth, man. You know, I get judged every fucking day by some slapdick that um, just don't know me for shit. But thinks he does. And that's why I always say jack all trades, master or none, man. Because people swear they're fucking jacks of your profession and your they know your trade inside out when in actuality we all know they're just some fat fucks sitting on the couch eating donuts and uh probably got like about 30 cats have you ever seen these fucks they just they just got like a bunch of fucking cats and they're a big fat fuck and wobble body that just sits around and fucking has cats everywhere that's them motherfuckers so that's who's talking and telling you everything, and they really don't know nothing. So the highest form of ignorance is when you reject something you don't know anything about. Just remember that. Um, pay the bills, man. Bet Online is the sponsor of this show on this Friday and Friday, Slapdick Podcast. The wait is finally over. Football's back. Hopefully it's not for long with this fucking COVID, but you might not be at games this year, obviously. Um, unless you're a Texas A&M or a fucking Kansas City Chiefs, but you can still be in the action on Bet Online. So, hey, I'm betting again. I'm gonna try to. This is my deal right now. I'm going to go on Bet Online and I'm gonna pick the Dodgers to win the World Series and see what it pays out and how much I gotta buy in. And uh, I just have a fucking weird feeling that they're still gonna win. Um, and I'll get into that, even though I don't haven't watched one baseball game, um, and I won't watch it. But if they lose, oh well. But if they don't and they win it all, I'm just going to fatten my pockets off these prima donna fucks. So from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is a on, always the online casino as well. Hey, go on there, man. Play some blackjack. I'm telling you, you can win. I won me a little 50 bucks last night. Call to action. Make sure you head to betonline.ag. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I appreciate all my YouTubers being in the show. Um, I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to have uh, all my YouTube um, viewers that are in today. I'm going to do a, open up a Q&A uh, right after I'm done with the podcast segment. Um so you guys listening to the podcast can can uh, stay on and listen to the YouTube questions that I'll have. Um, take from them. Um, once I'm done with my 
portion of the podcast. And I'll take some questions and open discussions from my YouTube guys because they're loyal. And like I said, become a member, subscribe, join today. Uh, I got a lot going on on YouTube, man. I'm, I got the coaching one-on-one show that's starting to gain a lot of traction. Um, a lot of coaches are, are, are starting to join in on it. And I'll do it for free for another few weeks. And then I'm going to do members only. And I'll share all my documentation, all my spreadsheets, film, everything. So coaches are getting things that you will not get at a regular Glazer clinic or a Nike clinic or any of that type of shit. This is going to be raw and uncut. Uh, I've had about six episodes so far. And uh, people are still are starting to really enjoy it. So as long as I can give back, man, to the coaching community, business community, CEOs, I got some business people that are listening. Hey, I appreciate you guys listening, and hopefully I can give you something, um, some free nuggets. Um, so hot topics, man. Um, sometimes nuts and guts, just so we're clear, sometimes nuts and guts win games over money and hype. And the Dodgers are a prime example, obviously. I know they got cheated possibly a couple times. They could probably have won the last two World Series uh, before last year. But, you know, the highest, to me, like, nuts and guts, man. Atlanta Braves, I haven't watched anything. But from what they've done through the playoffs, right, Um, just seeing what they've done the stat-wise, they haven't, what, they've lost one game or something. They don't have the huge payroll. The Dodgers and the Yankees have this huge payroll, and the Yankees are home fishing, and the Dodgers are about to be, right, if they don't figure it out. You know, I don't blame Kershaw so much. Uh, I know he got smoked. Um, I know he, he got smoked last night, and I think that Roberts, and I haven't even watched the game. Um, Albert Lopez, what up? Shout out YouTube. Hey, I, I haven't watched a, a baseball game because I told everyone I want it and I won't. But Roberts has always kept this motherfucker in the game too long. I mean, let's be honest. And why is it when this cat pitches, nobody talks about the fucking run support that he gets? Because he's the greatest pitcher of all time in the regular season. We agree to that, right? He possibly is in the argument as one of the greatest of all time during the regular season. Have you seen his playoffs run support in his losses in 10 years? This is his 10th season in the playoffs. They've won the league eight times. They've been to the World Series twice. Should have won both. But have you seen the run support that this dude gets? It's literally under three runs. He was pitching a great game till the fifth inning, right? And then he comes back in the sixth inning, apparently, and Roberts has always done it, and he gets stroked. Even when they only scored a few runs, in the, you know, the game wouldn't have got away. He should have pulled him out, kept him in, home run. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't mind Roberts as a guy because I, I liked him as a player, but, you know, he's got too much money. I don't believe he fucking makes it through this year if he loses. He got to win the World Series, in my opinion. And it's this year because Kershaw's done, even though he's been non he's been irrelevant in the playoffs. Um, but again, I don't think he's had any run support. I just don't think he's had any run support, man. If you've ever watched his fucking outings in the playoffs for some reason, and I call that a psychological 
um, fucking like downfall because guess what? His ass, I think, is dependent upon so much that he's going to shut everybody out. I think pitchers or hitters come in there thinking, oh, fuck, we're just going to be chilling and we're going to be in the game late innings because he's going to shut everyone down. I mean, how do you score 15 fucking runs the night before and zero or two runs in the next game? I just don't understand it. And then they seven runs, they score six of them in the ninth inning the night before, had a momentum going into last night or the night before, they score 15 runs. And then today or last night, they score two. Because I'm telling you, I told my buddy, I said, listen, these fuckers better score a couple runs in the late innings on the night they had 15 because it's going to be some momentum going into yesterday's game. And guess what? They didn't score the last fucking four or five innings of that, of that game or even longer. And I think that shit really carried into yesterday. But I have a fucking funny feeling that Dodgers are still going to win it, and I'm going to bet on them, and I'm just throwing it out there. I could be a fucking idiot. But, hey, you got to scared money don't make money. Remember that. Um, so all these COVID cases are popping up every fucking where and we're still trying to play. Now I don't give a fuck. Uh, Lee, I got to see how much I'm going to put down on the Dodgers. Cause I got to see what the payout is. If it, if it's, if it's put in a hundred and only win 300, I'm not doing it. I need to put in a thousand and win a hundred thousand. I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, it's gotta be reward uh, outweighs the risk on, on this deal. Um, so I gotta, I gotta say with the COVID cases in the, at the college level to me is negligent. I'm just telling you because Baylor has yet to play. I don't believe have they, have they fucking played a game yet? I mean, they continue to have outbreak after outbreak. Something fucked up's going on there. The biggest face and figurehead in the game has it so Saban just got it right the fucking face of college football got it Vanderbilt doesn't have enough fucking scholarship players to play this weekend you have to have 53 scholarship players to suit up they don't have enough college they don't have enough scholarship players so they can't play LSU Florida's canceled because of COVID outbreak at the University of Florida, who Dan Mullen wanted 80000 in the stands. The Colts and the Falcons had to shut down their facilities. And the Patriots just had another positive case as about an hour ago. As we're uh, about an hour ago. So I'm just saying this shit is crazy, man. I just have a question. I, I have a question. Um, I, I have a question about this thing. College football-wise, the, the risk is all on the players. They get nothing out of this deal. The ones that opted out are in the NFL are going to the draft and working out for different things, right? So my question is, besides the fact that it was a new outbreak, a new virus, we didn't know a lot about it, I understand that part of it, right? Um, as I'm talking about the NBA. Besides the fact that those things happen, 
why did why did the NBA shut down for so long then? Because now it looks foolish, right? I think Adam Silver did a hell of a job. That's what leaders do. Leaders create more leaders, not more followers. He created a, a fucking atmosphere that was conducive to success. Not one positive in the bubble. And he did a great job, right? We all we all agree to that. So um So anyway, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to let you know that this this deal is really a slap in everyone's face to me right now because these guys can, can try to play now. Out in the open, hundreds of college football teams and players around hundreds and thousands of ki- other people that they have no control over in the dorms, classes, whatever, communities, traveling, flying. But we shut down the NBA in March for four months, five months, and now we're having cases break out everywhere in the NFL and college football, and we're still trying to play it. So why didn't the fucking, besides the fact, now if you tell me that's the only reason, Coach, is because it was new. We didn't know if it was just straight into killing folks. I get that. I mean, that could have been the main reason. But, you know, after I think at least a month or two, they would have figured out, okay, this is what it is. And we could have came back a lot sooner in the NBA. And then you could talk about being back playing again in normal time, which would be October 31st. Halloween usually is when the NBA starts back. But we could have talked about at least December 25th, right, Christmas. Now you're talking, I don't think the NBA is coming back till May. Uh, February, March. So NFL is professional. You're grown men. You're a big boy. You have to, you're going to play. I have no quarrels about it. You're making money. College though, to me is really fucking slave labor right now. And they're treating these, they're, they're answering, they're, they're playing for, you know, billion dollar universities and institutions with no reward at the end of the tunnel. There's no light for them. I mean, there's not even a lot of fans in a lot of places, except if you're in Texas or some of these other places. I mean, so, you know, I get what it's for. It's because they need that TV contract money. Let's make sure we understand that. So they're going to play football. But (laughs) I don't understand the difference, man. Why are they trying to play and the NBA shut down for so long and we're still open out in the public. At least the NBA played inside. They could have said no fans play inside, bubbled it up like they did. But the NFL and the college football is impossible to bubble up. So you're going to have cases. My point to this discussion is, are we going to fear it or and run or face it and rise? Because just because one guy got it, does that mean we're shutting it down? I, I don't understand. I know they do the trace tracking and all that shit, but like, God damn, man, we know it's a flu on steroids. These cats, they're not dying, these young cats. So, I mean, I, I don't know what the deal is. Either pull it all together is my point or fucking play it. And that dude sits out like he is, has to quarantine, check the tracers. Obviously, the whole team hasn't got it anywhere yet. Tennessee Titans had the most. And how many players got it? Eight. Those eight players sit, man. That is what it is. It's just like an injury. Play the game, though. You guys are choosing to play. Fucking play the game. 
Where you at, owners? You want these motherfuckers to play and risk their fucking careers. You already had 79 season-ending injuries that you don't give a fuck about. So, play. Let's go. I mean, if fucking Cam Newton broke his leg, got knock on wood that he doesn't, would, he, would they have suspended the fucking game like they did? No. They would have played the backup. It's a money grab, man. It's a bullshit slap in the face to motherfuckers that know and see through it, and it's sad. And I just wish the college kids at least weren't in this situation. The pros, I get. You're making money. Fuck it. You play. College, though, these kids don't know what they don't know. And it's a fucking shame that we're taking advantage of a lot of them. So, I don't know. That's just my thoughts, man. I just love kids. I'm sorry. Ty Lue takes the Clipper job. Now, I'm going to get into this tip, this deal. You know, Spree will be back on next Wednesday, but, you know, he's a Clipper fan. Marcellus Wiley, good friend, Clipper fan, and all these guys. But listen, to me, it's a horrible hire. I'm just, that's just me being the coach and the CEO of my programs and being the head coach and manager of people. It's a horrible hire to me because in my estimation, and my history and experience, I clean house as an owner when I fire a coach. If I fired a coach, so if I'm a coach, for instance, and I come into a new program and there's five coaches there, I clean house. For the 99.9%, I clean house. Why? Because you were just at a place that has a horrible culture, has never won, and now we're expecting a guy that was just on the same staff as Doc Rivers, who they fired for not winning. And we're going to hire this guy as the head coach now, who already has a voice in the locker, who those players have already heard over and over and over. And now they hired him as the head coach. Is his... So, just so you know my rationale on this, Ty Lue wasn't the head coach. When you're not the head coach and you're the assistant, you're more the player's coach. You're more the guy that's the homie, even though I know they're professionals and everything. Now, that guy who they were the homie with and they could talk to on the side tip is now the head coach. And so... And I get what Lee's saying on YouTube. He has championship experience. But every coach that coached LeBron has championship experience, bro. What has he done without LeBron? What makes it so different now? What is he going to do without LeBron and the Clippers? It's, it's, it's Jimmy's and Joe's, man. It ain't X's and O's. I'm just telling you guys. Until you guys realize that shit. What Ty Lue do without LeBron? I'm just saying. So... It's just crazy to me, man. Um, you know, Doc Rivers won with the Celtics, bro. I mean, what did he do with the Clippers? I'm just telling you. I don't know. That's just my thought. Um, I just seen it too many times. So they recycled Ty Lue, in my opinion, and I think it's a bad hire. I think they needed new blood, and I think they needed to start fresh. Where the Clippers fucked up, and I'm just telling you, and I'm not into the black, white, purple, green shit. I think the best humans deserve the best jobs. And I believe if you have results and you earn them and you do your job well, you deserve a job. I don't give a fuck. Or you deserve to be the player or whatever it may be, right? They fucked up. The hire that I would have made, I'm just telling you, would have been Billy Donovan 
or Jeff Van Gundy? That would have been my two hires. And the people's choice is like, you know, Mark Jackson, Brian Shaw, Sam Cassell. To me, I would have took a shot at uh, at one of those guys. Because I know that Popovich ain't leaving San Antonio. Unless something's going on, I doubt he's leaving there, right? Because obviously he'd be my number one. But obviously, nah, Jason Kidd is just, what has Jason Kidd done? Like, what's Jason Kidd done? What has Chauncey fucking Billups done? Because now Chauncey Billups is going to go be Ty Lue's assistant. What has he done? How pissed off are good assistant coaches out there in the NBA? I would be so pissed and say, you know what? This is such a political fucking business. And it is. We already know it is, right? But how many great assistants are out there that are probably like, Chauncey Billups ain't even fucking coached yet. Not one time anywhere. And Chauncey Billups' name has always been thrown around for general manager, fucking the coach. It's who you know. It ain't what you know, man. Just remember that shit. And I don't give a fuck what profession you're in or what business you're in. It's who you know. It ain't what you know. This dude hasn't fucking busted a grape in any fruit fight. Jason Kidd had zero success. Like, what did he do? Bucks? Nets? He hasn't. You know who I would take over Jason Kidd? I'm going to tell you right now. And who I would also take over Ty Lue in my, in my, this is the coach I would have went after. And I'm kind of, I know Billy Donovan, I just said, but if we're talking about a dude that played and I had to guard this motherfucker in high school, just so you know, I would have took a dude that's hungry, who has proven to have the attention of his players, who did a fucking, probably the best job in the bubble for what he had. I would take Jacques Vaughn to be my coach in the Clippers over Ty Lue. Why? Jacques Vaughn is from Pasadena, California. John Muir High School. Right up the fucking road from the Staples. John Muir understands the demographic and John, I mean, Jacques Vaughn, sorry, understands the demographic in L.A. He understands the fan base. He understands the landscape. Jock Vaughn would have been a great hire for the Clippers, in my opinion. Just watch his players. Watch those guys for the Nets, how they were fucking listening to the guy in the huddle, listening to him coach, and watching what he's done. This is a guy who's who's a fucking mentee of Greg Popovich. Why wouldn't you take a shot at a dude that's been under that man and has already got his feet wet doing some odd jobs as interim coaching? He's done a hell of a job, man. I think he's the next guy. He did a great job in Orlando. He's got his feet wet. He has the resume. He's a shot in the dark, and I understand it. But, man, I would have started fresh blood and got a hometown fresh blood guy in Jacques Vaughn. I think the Clippers missed. Um, that hire would have worried me more than Ty Lue. Ty Lue hired to me is just uh, same old Clippers to me. I'm not worried one fucking bit. The Clippers are who they are. The Clippers are going to stay who they are. The Clippers have a bad nucleus, in my opinion, and I think they have to gut that team, and it's going to set them back, 
And then guess what? Now you're setting Ty Lu up to be fired in three years because he didn't win again. And now you just gutted his team because Paul George has to go. And who's going to take him? Pat Beverly's all talk. He's the fucking uh, Josh Norman of football and basketball. He, he just all talk, boop, 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 and gets fucking rocked. Like, get the fuck out of here. They need some dudes, man, that are going to be fucking shut the fuck up and play. They got too many. Hey, I'm going to be honest. Addition by subtraction is a real thing. Like I tell him, like I say in my coaches meeting, uh, coaching one-on-one show, Sometimes additions by subtraction. The Clippers had too much of nothing. And it cost them at the end of the day. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, and I'm going to get to all you guys' questions. I, I'm telling you, we're going to do a Q&A um, right after this. Um, but I thought Ty Lue was a bad hire for that reason alone. I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't think he's a bad person. I just think he was there. I think it was a bad recycled hire. I just think they should have went outside and got new blood in there, new regime, new ideology. And so those guys are kind of shock treated. Big Gabe, Gotti, what up? Uh, welcome in, man. Uh, appreciate you being a member now, man. Um, so... I don't know. I'm just curious uh, how this thing's gonna oh, that, how this thing's gonna uh, play out um, in the Clippers. Clippers, I know, are getting a new arena. That's good. They need to get the fuck out of the Staples. We don't need JV teams around us uh, unless they just bring the Clippers in to just be our practice squad and just watch us practice. Then they need to get their own fucking arena. They belong in Orange County at, in Anaheim, and they need to be called the fucking uh, you know Anaheim Clippers. Because they need to get the fuck out. So, Le'Veon Bell goes to the Chiefs. He won't play this week because of COVID protocols, but he'll be back next Monday I, I, or next week. I don't know my thoughts on the deal. I don't know if he's a shitbird. I don't know him, obviously. I don't know anybody knows him. All I'm saying is I probably can find out. I just I don't give a fuck. We got too many of these guys in the NFL. Um, so, my whole deal is with with – Le'Veon Bell, you know, there's a reason he's recycled lately. There's a reason he left Pitt. There's a reason he didn't do shit in New York. There's a reason. And so now, you know, if anybody can handle him, though, um, it's Andy Reid and and, 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 and EB, okay, Eric Bieniemy. So the reason they took him in Kansas City is because their backs are very depleted. They're hurt. And they need another guy to help out with Hilaire. And uh, he's a dynamic enough back that they they said, fuck it. We're going to bring him in. And see, the Kansas City has a culture that's set in place where you their armor is too tough right now. You can't come in there and be a shitbird. And you're not going to penetrate their armor. See, there's a difference. He went in and penetrated the shitbird-ass culture with the Jets and took that over. There's a reason that fucking, you know, Abraham left or Abrams or whatever left and went to Seattle. And there's rumors now that Sam Darnold's trying to get out of there. there there's just a shitbird town. It's a shitbird organization right now. And you got a guy that needs to... Uh, he will be set in check a little bit with the Chiefs organization because that shit is a fucking machine right now. And if he fucking get out of line, I think they'll get rid of him. You saw what they did with 
the hunts of the world, Tyreek Hills of the world. He, he, he survived his deal, but, uh, but at the same time, I think people are unnoticed that they'll cut up my ass real quick here in Kansas city. So I think Le'Veon's in a good situation. Uh, we'll see how it plays out, man. That's all I can say. I, I, like I said, my quote of the day was what? The highest form of ignorance is when you reject something you know nothing about. That's my quote of the day. That's why won't I make judgment on Le'Veon Bell? I don't know the motherfucker, so I don't, I'm not going to say it. I said, let's just fucking check it out and see how it ends out, right? And how it ends up. Let's get into Brandon Lang's picks of the week, just so everybody knows. I know this is Friday Pick 'em Quick segment. He's not in here today because he had some business to handle. He'll be back next week on Friday um, at 10 a.m. on the West Coast. But his college pick of the week, so everybody, he wanted everybody to know, his college pick of the week was Pittsburgh Panthers, okay, the Pitt Panthers in college. He said, take them. I don't know the line on it. Uh, I'm not a fucking betting guy, but take them. And then the NFL pick of the week for Brandon Lang was the Rams. He said, take the Rams and whatever those points are. So I don't know who's favored in that. I don't even know who they play yet. Rams got Frisco. Rams got Frisco and uh, minus three and a half. So you want the, you want that Ram game. Uh, that's his pick, man. So that's an interesting one. I, I, I'd also pick the Rams um, on that one. So. There is an interesting game next week. Kansas City at Buffalo. Um, interesting to me. Both coming off a loss. Um, curious to see how Buffalo reacts to that. Um, even though Kansas City has to go to Buffalo. I'm interested to see both of those teams bounce back. And see how that, that game unfolds. I wouldn't pick that game. Um, Alabama goes to Georgia, right? Uh, Saban is obviously sick. Even though he's asymptomatic, uh, I want to make sure everybody's clear on something because I'm hearing all this shit. Alabama's a machine, just like the Kansas City Chiefs, just like the over the time, you know, obviously the last 10 years have been shitty for the Lakers, but the Lakers have been a machine for their entire career. I mean, generation of their of their fucking organization, right? Certain program, the Yankees, the you know the Dodgers for the most part. You know they, I know they got the third most World Series, but I'm just saying them, the Cardinals, the Yankees, right? They're they're always going to be a team or an organization that's talked about in that profession, baseball, right? Hockey, you got you got Edmonton Oilers for years, and they the Rangers, and you got um, you got these teams that are always in the mix. Alabama's going to be fine without saving right now, okay? They have a guy there who's a good friend of mine who's been a head coach for the University of Washington, top 10 recruiting class every year, has more guys in the NFL than a lot of guys realize. Head coach of USC, we know what happened there, but I'm sure motherfuckers want to judge him that don't know him just like they do me, right? He went to the NFL. He was a young coach for the NFL, Coach Rich Gannon, years ago for the Raiders. People don't even know, probably. And then he was with the Atlanta Falcons, was the OC for two. Obviously, that's a bigger problem than just Sark, right? And now Sark came back for a second time to Alabama. They got the best offense in the country. Um, me and him always discuss offense a lot of times. We talk offense a lot, and he's doing great. Uh, him and Coach Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, both similar guys uh, talk offense a lot. Great dudes, right? 
good friends. So they went at it last week, Ole Miss game. But they are in great hands with Sark. He's a player's coach. He understands it. He can demand respect. He is going to run the team fine um, if Saban can't make it. Okay? I still am rolling with Alabama in the game versus Georgia. So I think Saban's motivating them from Zoom right now. And don't be surprised if Saban does coach tomorrow. I'm just telling you they're in fine, great hands with Steve Sarkeesian. So I just want you to know Sark will do a great job. Um, I am not worried at all. All right. So I, I just throwing that out there. Um, I call this show wolves wear sheep's clothing because how many times have you guys had your partners, your homies, your friends cheat, steal, lie to you, from you, at you, um, stab you in the back and you guys are often too much too too far, far too often are you guys caught sucking your teeth um bitching and moaning about how fucking unfair life is and uh because if you understand man that wolves wear sheep clothing you'll prepare yourself in a different light I'm just going to be honest with you guys and you won't be upset or disappointed when that type of shit happens. Because it's happened to me millions of times. I know it's happened to you guys. Everyone here has been lied to, fucked over by someone who you were shocked by. And is sitting there like, damn. Whether it was giving a dude a hundred bucks to help him. And when you need it in return, you can't get a hold of the motherfucker, right? Whether it's pulling behind an ambulance or an ambulance pulls behind you and you fucking pull over and then the ambulance goes by and you go about your day and drive right behind the ambulance. You don't give a fuck who's in the ambulance and why. You never ask that question. Damn, I, let me do a prayer for him. I don't know who's in the back of the ambulance. It could be a motherfucker that got his head blown off. He's just barely living. Nobody cares. That's the cold part about it. You'll be fucking shocked. On who don't show up to your funeral. You would be shocked looking down. At who don't show up to your funeral. Don't be surprised. That the people you think are in your corner. Don't show up to your funeral. I'm just telling you man. This thing is a cold business. Cold world. People are out for themselves. We all know it right. There's very few people. That are fucking real 100% ride or die people. I like to think maybe I know one or two. I mean, I'm just being real. I And that could be a high number, man. That could be really a high number. And, and I said one or two. And that could be a high number. Just listen to what I'm telling you. So it's hard out there, man. And uh, the more you understand that wolves wear sheep's clothing, the better you'll you'll grasp it and prepare yourself and create some tough skin so you can tell other people that, like daughters and sons, so that's who I mean by other people, that this is a harsh reality in this world, that you are going to get your back stabbed by people that you're going to be shocked and drop your jaw by. I've had it happen. You know what, man? 
I don't know if I've ever sucked my teeth and bitched and moaned and cried about it and said, man, this is unfair shit. Everything's unfair, man. It's unfair walking your dog. The bottom line is, can you prepare yourself for it? And if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, man. That's just real shit. People are going to backstab you. People are going to fucking dirty mac you. People are going to steal and lie to you. Steal from you, lie to you. Cheat off you. There's going to be cats that steal shit and use it and say it was theirs. I mean, there's going to be everything. I've had all this shit happen to me, right? All it does is just prove and further my point that sheep or wolves wear sheep clothing. And you got to understand that shit. And I don't trust nobody. That's why I have a quote on my wall. There's two people in the world I trust. Me and the other motherfucker ain't you, right? And that's just what it is. Doesn't mean I'm an asshole or I don't like you or... Or whatever. I'm just saying prepare yourself now, man, because don't for the big disappointment. That way you can keep it pushing and develop some tough skin. Teach your youngsters or your family, your mom or your your daughter or your son the real shit. Teach them, man. Hey, don't trust nobody because they're all out to get you. That's just how it is. It's sad and you people can say fucking what they want to say about saying what I'm saying. But it's the truth, and the truth hurts, man. So uh, I'm just trying to tell you, man. Um, I'm going to get to YouTube now, guys. Uh, my boy Gabe Gotti, man, he's uh, down in San Diego. Good dude. He came to my cigar, my whiskey launch uh, about a year and a half ago down in San Diego. So all you guys that don't know Gabe, uh, he just became a member of the YouTube channel. Appreciate him. He, he did 12 years in the pen, uh, and he's posting on here that he got two or three letters for from the so-called homies and a lot of or two of his best crime partners testified against him in lighter sentences how ironic when i just said wolves wear sheep's clothing and he post that because nobody cares man everybody's a fucking snake everybody's disloyal and you only truly have just so we're clear and we want to talk about some street shit and get into some deep shit and people really want to know some real shit. You got your homies and you got your partners. P-A-T-N-A-S. Partner. Make sure you decipher between the two. Please decipher between the two. Because there's a huge difference between partner and homie. And homie you can call your friends. But nobody understands that there is a difference. Your partner, just so you're clear, your partner is the homie you go pull the lick with back in the dumb days that we all grew up in, right? When we did dumb shit, right? That is who your partner is. Your homie tells you not to pull the lick. Just be clear on what I just said. Please understand what I just told you. That right there will tell you because I guarantee you, and I don't know Gabe's whole story in life and everything, but I know he probably pulled some licks or did what he did. Fucking we were all young and dumb. Whatever he did, though, was with his partners and those partners testified against him. And maybe one of his homies wrote him a letter. And there's, that's the difference. And that's just how it is. 
And even the one homie that wrote the letter, you probably like, fuck, you only could write one letter to a cat. Just so you know, I don't trust any players that ever played for me. Never. But I have to instill the trust into them so they believe in me. I had one of my best players ever go to YA in California, and he had some partners of his, partners, same partners, Rob Steele, and, and they were hitting licks and doing home invasions. Well, my boy, my kid was just in the back seat of the car. Obviously, he knew something, but there was a murder on this particular day. And when you're in California and you're part of a robbery that ends up in a murder, you are now an accomplice to murder. So he was looking at life in jail, possibly. The best player that ever played for me, possibly, goes to jail. And I have to get him an attorney, one of my good attorneys. And he gets him off and only gets a year's time. But that story is, I went and saw him every weekend in YA. Now, I'm not his partner and I'm not his homie. I was his coach who was obligated because I recruited him and brought him there. And if I could do that as the coach, but I got nowadays there's coaches out there that recruit these kids who can't even make a Black Lives Matter statement without a publicist. Something's wrong, right? I'm just telling you. And it's unbelievable, man, how motherfuckers can beg you to do something for them. And then when you need something, Hey, man, you're going to be looking backwards for a long time. And you know what? I stopped looking backwards, man, because I ain't going that way. So, but, uh, hey, I'm opening up the questions, man. Any questions you guys got? I know you guys got a lot of comments on there. I appreciate you guys engaging in the show, man. I really do on the Slapdick Podcast. Like I said, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. on the Pacific West Coast, I will have the Coaching 101 show. Um. We'll be back again. I think it's like episode seven, but I don't call them episodes. I just call them different. I title them different things. Um, and so uh, I'm going to get that. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know the title in the morning on what that is on Coaching 101. But anyway, it's always going to be something. Uh, the other day I did what's called Winners Have It. I think I'm going to do tomorrow is going to be I have an agenda. So I'm following the agenda. Um and so we're going to go through that and uh, get to it. So I'm going to try to go one by one here. Uh, JC, he asked, uh, he said, my athletic director, Indy, was one of the best bosses I had. What qualities about her made her the best? Yeah, Tammy, uh, and now Romstead, her last name now. She, uh, you know what? The best quality you can, the best compliment you can give somebody in this profession, in my opinion, is... She gets it. He gets it. Whatever it is, you get it, is the single most valuable thing you can say about somebody in this profession. She got it. Period. She got it. And it was, it doesn't matter if it came down to budget, scholarships, facilities. She got it. And... She was a pleasure to work with and work for. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll always be grateful to uh, to Tammy. So um, she did a great job. I'll just go down the line. See, Holt, what, co- what coach should the USC hire in order to get back to the glory days? They easily could be a top five team if they just keep all the talent in SoCal. Uh, you know, I, I would I, I, if you shoot for the stars and land on the moon, 
that's kind of a philosophy that I've always used. Go for the big dog, man. I mean, I, in my opinion, they probably sh- they should try to take a shot at Urban Meyer. Um, to my in my opinion, if Urban Meyer goes there, they will have instant credibility and keep California talent there um, because I think he would hire some California guys. Yeah, I don't think he's dumb, right? Um, so that could be an interesting uh, deal. That's who I would go after. I love Urban, what he does. Um, Besides that, man, I think it's just recyclable business. You're going to see the same motherfucker that's struggling somewhere right now that USC will rehire. I mean, it just is what it is. So, I don't know. Um, DK, I appreciate it. Uh, John Nelson, I'm a strength conditioning coach and basketball coach. Do you think we should all try to look at other jobs out of the industry, especially with the possibility of a second lockdown? A very interesting question, John. Uh, You know what, man? I don't know. It just all depends on your 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 tenure. Uh, you know, are you protected? Are you are you in a union? Um, you know, you got to ask yourself those things based on where you are. I mean, I think it's going to change. The tides are going to change, and I think enough. There's more than enough schools that need athletics to survive. That I believe it will be okay in the long run. But again, there are some schools that can afford to get rid of them because they cost them more money than they bring in. Smaller schools, D2s, D3s, et cetera. Uh, you know, it just depends, man. I know people are being furloughed at different places and different, you know, there's layoffs. I understand it. Uh, I'm not in a hurry to jump back into coaching right now. I'll tell you that. I, I feel sorry for you guys that are in the business right now because it is the toughest, you know, era that we've ever faced um as coaches dealing with this shit and the kids and being safe wearing masks doing all these social distancing all the shit that you got to do man has to be the hardest time i'm i'm glad and now i would have attacked it head on of course if i was coaching it but as i'm as i'm outside looking in i, I feel for everybody that's doing it and uh wish them the best um and I wish you the best, John. I hope you guys, you figure it out. But I, I would definitely be be dabbling in some other areas, especially if you've got some degrees in different things. But right now, man, you know, athletics is is, is, is a tough one. Um, who, am I, who I got winning tomorrow? Um, and I think it will change after the election, man, to be honest. So that's just my opinion, but who knows. Um, favorite college football player from 2000 to 2010? Um, probably Reggie Bush. Um, yeah, I'll wreck shop. Don't give me the SC job. Shit. It's a wrap. Um, how is Bama going to get around the no contact rule, Adam? I I don't know, man. That's something that the SEC does what they want, brother. I don't know if you figured that out yet. Look, look in the booth last week, Alabama Ole Miss. How many coaches you see up there with mask on? Not a one. But, hey, snitches get ditches where I'm from. Um, let me see what else. Shane, he said, Coach, how would you go about negotiating a raise during this COVID shit? I haven't had one in three years, but should I just be happy? I have a job. Man, you know, that's a tough one, man. I mean, you you guys know your situation better than me. You know, sometimes humility... You need humility and just be grateful that you have something. I understand what you say there. The other end of it, you know, how 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 much worth do you how 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 much are you worth? I mean, 
that's something you have to ask uh, because, you know, you could be a very valuable person to that place and you might have them by the nuts. You just got to know where they hold you as far as your standard. Where's your standard? Uh, how high do they hold you on the totem pole? You got to do some digging around. If they they cannot lose you and you've made yourself in fireable, unfireable, then you need to go fucking say, fuck that. I need a raise because now you're risking yourself too during this COVID now. So don't, let's not get it twisted. Don't sell yourself short either. Hey man, shoot for the stars, land on the moon as I've always said it. And uh, the worst thing they can tell you is no closed mouth. Don't get fed. And, uh, that's just what it is. As a former, let me get to someone else real quick. JC, I'll get back to you. Tristan hunt. Do you dislike how the new penalties in today's era to protect the offense? I ha- I hate it. I hate using the word hate. I literally hate the word hate, okay? Because that's the only time I ever say the word hate. I just think hate is so quick to the trigger, so to speak. Because then in two weeks, you're going to be like, damn, I, 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 I'm sorry. I like you, this guy. You know what I'm saying? You've seen it too many times, right? Quit saying the word hate. Fuck. Anyway, I dislike the shit out of the penalties today. I played quarterback, and I think it's the biggest pussified rule ever invented to protect this guy so much he's the highest paid guy let him earn his check let's play football we got all this gear on we've been playing for years like this and now all of a sudden you can't hit the guy i mean it's just become such a flag league uh it's it's just play flag football man it's such a flag league over the last i don't know how many years that it's just become so fucked up um, it's hard to watch sometimes, to be honest. And, and and just look at all sports. Look at basketball, how soft basketball has become. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. Um, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I appreciate you, DK. Yeah, give me a like button, man. And uh, and uh, you guys that aren't subscribed, subscribe. Um, what school would I jump to if offered? Man, you know what? I don't know. I, I don't even have a burning desire to coach right now, but hey, it could happen anytime. I, I, I'm not saying no. Uh, obviously, I would love the kids. I love building a uh, bond and getting those kids where they couldn't get themselves. So, hey, man, show me the money. I'll tell you like that. Um, yeah, I appreciate you, John. Join up. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, um, coach CB, would you stay, would you stay another year in college to avoid going to a team like the jets, specifically Trevor Lawrence? Lawrence is coming out. Uh, that's just is what it is. He's not staying another year, especially with this COVID shit. Um, I I'm telling you, he's out of there. And, and the other reason is they're going to push him out because the backup there is just as good or better. He's from California, a good friend of mine's nephew. So um, Clemson is set there, and they're going to push Trevor out if he ain't ready to go, but he will go. So that's not – and you know what? The NFL is what we played and dreamed about playing our whole lives as, as players. It doesn't matter. We grew up – we didn't give a fuck about what team we were going to back in the day. Now it's become such a fucking media, fucking Twitter, social media that the team's tanking and they're so shitty. Man, we didn't give a fuck back in the day. I would have played for anybody. And there's remember, there's the greatest quote of, in my opinion, the greatest quote where I keep up in my rooms and offices is doing something that the other motherfucker said you could not do. 
that is a dude to me. That's the quote that matters. And that's why it was always on my door in the office you saw on Netflix. Doing something that someone else said you cannot do is what makes my dick hard. I wanted to be the, I love being the underdog. That's why I take over shitty programs. That's why I take over fucking places that, that are shitty because I want to do something that you told me I can't do. And fucking go to the Jets. Make the motherfuckers. Eventually, the Jets have to get a few pieces in there, right? Just like the Bengals. Look like the Browns have done. Even though I don't think the Browns have played nobody, I think they get mud stomped this week by Pittsburgh, and they're going to figure out who they really are again. But they have become better, right? They have gotten better pieces. I don't even know if OBJ is going to play this week because he's sick and all this. I guess he tested negative, but that doesn't mean anything. So... That's just what it is. I think eventually the Jets, you know, Rex Ryan had the Jets balling. I mean, they were pretty good. The Mark Sanchez era, the bubble butt butt fumble. You know, that team was pretty fucking good. They beat New England during the season. They had chances. They won some playoff games. That Jet team was not far, too far removed. So in the NFL, with the right GM and vision, and I think you can get some guys, some free agents. I mean, you're in New York. Fuck, I mean. It's not like Kansas, right? Well, you can get some dudes. Uh, just a matter of buying in and getting them. So, um, uh, Hawk Rocker, he's asking, do I think? What do I think about the upcoming draft? You know, I don't know if it's going to be a fair evaluation, man. I, you know what I mean. I do know this though. I know a couple NFL people that are in that process of, of evaluating. They want them to play. They wanted those opt out guys to play. For maybe not the high one and two picks because it doesn't matter. But they do want, uh, they do want some guys um, to play that are especially guys that are you know B plus B minus grades that they need to evaluate, or they have number systems that they do. But those guys that are three and fours, they want to evaluate. Um, you know. I, I'm sure they want them to play. And I think it is going to be a hard evaluation process. And then do they even have it normally because of COVID? Are they going to do the Indianapolis deal? Uh, the the draft, pre-draft stuff. I mean, I don't know. So we'll see. Gabe wants to ask me, can I, can I explain these cats? Just because a degree uh, that just because, okay, let me read it. And because a degree isn't worth the paper. He's asking me to explain why a degree, in my opinion, isn't worth the paper it's printed on. Um, but you better still get that degree. Um, true statement. I say it all the time. I don't believe the degree is worth the paper it's printed on, but especially to, and and, and it's fucked up, but especially to all my brown and black folks out there, you got to get the piece of paper, man, to get in the front door to get an interview. And it is what it is. That's just what it is. It's fucked up as it is. Most people work for a dude with my skin tone, and it's fucked up, right? We all know, man. And, and uh, I try to I train my babies, man, every fucking day. Don't put your future in someone else's hands. Be the CEO of yourself and understand the whole situation. So uh, I just want to make sure you guys know that that is a uh, – it's an overrated piece of paper, man, because I'm telling you, I didn't learn shit in high school or college, but I tell you, it's a hands-on experience-based life we lead. And I think you need to have hands-on experience, uh, anything we do to be good at it. And 
I couldn't tell you one fucking thing I learned in school. That's just me. But I knew how to play the game, and I knew where I was going and where I was at. And I wasn't fooling myself and lying to myself. And that's just the difference. But uh, good question, though, Gabe. Um, Jason Klug, welcome in. Subscribe, dog. Give me a thumbs up. How do we see video of my weight room in action? I am going to get it up on my DV Sport, and I will be showing video from here and there. I'll go back to the forcing yourself to love the weight room segment, and I will get some video in there uh, of the weight room once I get it uh, from our master drive from DV Sport, and I'll show you some of that stuff. So um, go from there. Xander, I appreciate you, man. You're a youngster, huh? 5'11", 190, fullback from Illinois. I, you say you go to a small school, and I know recruiting is going to be hard. Do you? I have any tips for you. Number one, my first tip is you're 5'11", 190, and you said you play fullback. Just so you know, you wouldn't have even made the roster at Independence as a cornerback for me at 5'11", 190. Fullbacks have become extinct, not to bust your bubble, they're not a lot of fullbacks anymore, so don't even represent yourself as a fullback, son, at 5'11", 190. I don't want to be a dick to you. I'm just telling you, you may want to learn how to play another position, and it all depends on how fast and, 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 and so forth. Uh, like you said, yeah, if you play slot and H-back, there you go. Uh, hopefully you can run, and you're athletic. That's just what size you are. I love 5'11", 190 kids all day long, but... Not at fullback, right? So you got to understand where you are, what level you are, where you're playing. So I hope that helps you out. But keep going faster and bigger and stronger, man. Uh, so, no, I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, Jerson, what's up, man? Subscribe. Hit the like button. Uh, become a member. Tomorrow morning, um, coaching 101, 9 a.m. Pacific. And... Uh, Hopefully, coaches are in the room, and you get in there. Like I said, we'll be talking about some more good shit, and uh, I appreciate you guys. Hey, man, you guys hitting the hour. Appreciate you guys coming in on YouTube. Uh, I got to hit the whiskey uh, cigars line today and go go market that. Slapdickcigars.com, get you a stick, or go to High Times Wine Cellar in Costa Mesa, California. They also carry my stick, and you can order it online through them. Um, or slapdickcigars.com. CoachJBStore.com for right now is where you can get the whiskey. Check it out. And uh, appreciate you guys, man. Uh, see you tomorrow, coaches, uh, entrepreneurs, businessmen, whatever. Coaching 101 on YouTube Live tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, shout out. All you guys be safe. Appreciate it. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Better fight a guy, man. I'm just telling you. Cause I don't wanna fucking hear you.